You know, I think the hardest part of parenting is learning to trust and let go. Or at least it has been one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn. And in this conversation I have um, with Lucy Hartman's mom, Terry Turner, she shares her heart as she lets go of her dream of her daughter, Lucy, getting a college degree. And it's such a beautiful expression of surrender and unconditional love. And I was particularly touched at the realization that this is what Lucy really needed to be free to find herself her way. And I wondered, you know, am I brave enough to do that with my kids? And if you listened in to last week's episode, you'll recall how Lucy, she said she relaxed when Terry eventually agreed that it was time for Lucy to leave school. And I can imagine that was terrifying for her as a mom, particularly knowing that, you know, we value a college degree so much in this world and that she wants her daughter to have ease and flow in her life. And it was also interesting to me that Lucy saw that because she loved her mom so much, she was tied to making her happy, even, even if it was making her unhappy. And so this great gift that I think Terry gave Lucy um, in just letting go of that dream and trusting that Lucy would find her way. And in a way, it's something we all do, you know, not even just as parents, but we all do this for the people we love because we want them to be happy. But sometimes there's a cost to that when we ignore our own self and our own intuition and our own knowing. And I think as parents, it's really hard to know the difference between what our dream is for our kids and what we believe is best for them and what their dreams are. This begins, I think, the moment they're born or even before. But the great lesson in Terry's story is truly this idea of letting go, really, really letting go and allowing our kids to pave their own path. And I know that this is so hard. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Terry as much as I did. It's a really good reminder for us as parents and for you students out there who choose to listen in. Remember, we parents, we're just doing our best in every moment. We so want to see you be happy and successful and thriving. And we have ideas about the way that looks based on our own life experiences. And honestly, we may not want to always admit it, but we're learning right along with you. This is new territory for all of us. Welcome to University with life and leadership coach Anne-Marie Ciresso. In this collection of refreshingly honest conversations, students share their stories, struggles, and successes, and educational experts provide practical and valuable information on all things university. Discover how to live fearlessly and thrive in college and beyond. Hi, Terry. Hi. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks for being here. You've got a special place here. I do. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. It's my nook. It's my little Mm -hmm. office nook. I like it. Um, So for those of you who don't know, today I am interviewing the infamous No Crumbs Left Terry Turner. She is the mom of Lucy Hartman, who you heard from last week. And this is unique because I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know, but on this podcast, I'm talking to students. And um, after I spoke with Lucy, I was so profoundly moved. She's amazing. And I know you know that. She sure is. Um, she's such a chip off the old block. And she spoke a lot of you in her interview. And she was facing this big life decision. 
And I could feel not only just energetically from her, but I could feel and hear from her how much influence and impact you had, you know, kind of running in the background of her software program. And, and it was, it was like a big decision that she had to make. And so after I finished talking to her, I was like, I really want to know what it was like on Terry's side. Cause I know as a parent, what these things are like, but I wanted to hear from Terry. So thanks for being willing to come and talk to me. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So I hope that, um, our listeners are like, it's a variety. I have a variety of students listening in, and I think it's important for students to hear the parents' perspective because it's not so easy on this side as far as I'm concerned. Right. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Lucy. Well, Lucy um, and I have always been really close. Um, I had a mother who was really amazing. So that was modeled for me, which is just having an an incredible uh, mother-daughter bond. So I had that, and it's, of course, what I would want. And what was wonderful is it's something I have with my own daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's very much her own person, and she's super strong and independent. And she wants your opinion, but she doesn't want your opinion. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and she's a strong cup of coffee, and so am I. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we can when we should see us when we have conflict, because we're like the same person doing the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like... One of us just eventually has to stop and say, okay, we're done. Just we're done with it. It's just a mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've had a wonderful relationship, and she is my, you know, daughter, but she's also my teacher. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely for sure. She's She came out pretty wise, and... She's so much like my mother, who was a really, really wise woman. And um, so Lucy always brings me back to myself. She, you know, reflects back to me. She lets me know when I'm off track. And um, the way that she lives her life in a, in a bigger way. I mean, my world is always like I'm a small world gal. And I say, I have my a table of five. I have my five dear friends, one of which is my iPhone, by the way. My friends <laughs> get around about it. Lucy says she's a larger world gal. And so I've always been happy kind of in my small world. She's happy in a larger world. You know, she has aspirations and dreams so beyond what I would want to do. You know, I like to make a, a difference. You know, I'm a foodie and I my passion is around sharing cooking. And so I like to make a difference one meal at a time. Mm. But Lucy is an, it's a very big world way, the way that she's an ally, an advocate, how she's thinking in a way that I never grew up thinking about white privilege. I mean, there were things that I just never even had that. It wasn't a thought I'd had, you know. Uh, my bad, by the way. But Lucy is um, a thinker, and so she really, you know, brings... She's the leader of the family, really, and she brings us all along, where she's really the oldest soul, for sure. Oh, I could so feel that in the interview. She's totally an old soul. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't underestimate how much that you have created that old soul, or you brought that out in her. I mean, like, as parents, I know that we either raise our kids up or, you know, right. bury them down, and... I could see over and over, I mean, just every sentence, she would be like, oh, mom, or dad, you know, Mm -hmm, Stephen, she mentioned Stephen a lot too, but these little tiny influences. Oh, I remember that early, early years, 20 years ago or longer, I took, um, you were teaching something at Dan Fidelli's office. Mm -hmm. It was Sonia Coquette. You had this workshop. pathway, yes. Psychic pathway. And I'd taken, I'd done that workshop with you. And at the end, you gave me um, a laminated card. You gave everyone a laminated card and it said... um, I'm a spiritual being, infinitely loved, surrounded by God, and I walk in a path of peace. And uh, somehow that came up in my interview with Lucy. She's like, oh, my God, my parents said that to me every night before bed. And she, like, and she said it a little bit differently than me. Mm-hmm. But it was just this, like, 
you know, sort of core of who she was resonated through everything she talked about. And um, yeah, I just had such a love affair for your parenting and, Thank you. and who you created her to be. And it was equally fascinating to me as she was going through this heavy decision, because now, you know, as parents, we're being sold this giant bill of goods, right? But like, our kids have to go to college, or they're not going to have a life. And we, in my opinion, we are making our kids kind of crazy in, in this like path to getting to college. We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars, like getting tutors, sending them to the right schools, like preparing them to get to college. And, you know, I'm not sure that it's for everyone. Right. And here we are with Lucy. You know, she did all the right things, went to great schools here in Chicago. You set her up beautifully. She said that you were really strongly committed to your kids going and getting a college degree. She gets into a great college. She says it's a school of her dreams. And then she gets there and decides, hey, not so much. And tell me a little bit about how it was for you when she first started to reveal that she was feeling like this isn't for me. Well, hard. And as a parent, you feel almost panicked about it. And when you when I say it, it's like, oh, my God, I can just like practically not take a breath. And I could almost cry. But it was like that feeling of like she I don't know that she's going to stay at school and I can see she doesn't like school and I can see she doesn't know that school's for her. So you just want to ride through it. You just want to say you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Sure, you don't like it. There's all kinds of things. I'm not crazy about paying my mortgage. You know, (laughs) paying taxes isn't a dream. But yeah, that's what it is. And you just work through it. And, you know, you're at a school that's alternative. And what can you create for yourself? You know, what can you do? Um, You know, can you get a job and then work it out that that can count as? How can we think out of the box? Mm-hmm. You know, part of it's like you got to get through that first year and go, yep, freshman year, not everybody likes it. Yep, yep, yep. And part of me was I didn't want to give in too much or have a lot of sympathy for her because I didn't think that would really be helpful. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, yep, you got to work through it. Yep, you are, you're lucky. And Lucy, in Lucy's case, her grandfather left behind the ability for her to go to school and actually not, you know, and, and not end up paying for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is a privilege. Your grandfather yes. worked unbelievably hard for this. Self-made guy, this was really important to him. And so study anything you want, go to any college you want, but you've got to finish school. So, you know, from the beginning, it just didn't seem like a fit for Lucy. And that was, without a doubt, super hard for me because it was like, how do we push through? How do we make it happen? What do we turn sideways? How do we think out of the box? What would we do? You know, and all that. So she made it through the first year. Second year, she fell in love. So I thought, okay, we're okay. She's fallen in love. She's at college. Fallen in love with someone, not school. Fallen in love with someone. Right, okay. So she's got her first real love, and that is what a wonderful experience to have at school and to be away having sort of a a practice adult life, and isn't that going to be great? And so I thought, we are going to make it through because she's fallen in love, and that's a great experience. So kind of took a sigh of relief the second year, but second semester, Lucy really started having a lot of health problems, and... She wasn't feeling good, and she was having all of these issues, and I really, really believed they were Mm stress-related. So at that point, I just had to say to myself, this is what you want for her, but clearly this isn't what she wants for herself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know that you think it's the right thing. Well, it may be the right thing. It may not. You know, there's a hundred reasons she could stay, but in my heart of hearts, I started to say she's not going to stay. And you just, I started to say... You're going to have to reckon this. You know, I work with someone who's a dear friend named Zach. And I said, Zach, I don't think she's going back to school. I just don't. And I never said it to her. 
you know, but I started to see that she was getting sick. She was like debilitated. She was in bed, you know, so then you start to go at what price is my dream is my dream that I know the best for my daughter. You know, so at that point, you just have to start to say, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So when Lucy came home, and then I knew when her girlfriend was graduating, I knew that was going to be tough because now her, you know, big love is going to be gone and all of that. So when she came home and she said to me, you know, I'm only there for you. That mm-hmm. is the only reason I'm there. Uh. And I know she's a smart girl. So she's like, I, I you know, I said, okay. Okay, so she's like, you know, so we we talked about it. What's the right thing? And and she was like, I'm I I'm not going to stay. So I said, okay, you know. But I said, let's not say at this point you're quitting college. Let's say you're going to have an explore for a year. You're going to go out there. You're going to do what you're going to do. I'm going to, you know, support your vision. I'm going to be totally on board. I mean, it's like I'm I'm your person. And then let's see where that year leads you. But before you announce to the world you're quitting college. Could you make a decision to do an explore for a year? And then you make a decision. What does it mean? Do I stay here? Do I not stay here? Do I go to another college? Do I work part-time? Do I go to school part-time? So, um, you know, at that point then, when you made the decision, I'm not going to be dragging my feet. I'm not going to be saying, well, you should have. Like, there's no part of me. Now I'm 100%. We're in. We're 100% going for this. You're going to make it happen. You're going to get an apartment. You're going to, you know, you're going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to reevaluate, you know. And so that's what we did. Wow. Yeah. That, like, my heart, when she described the moment that you let go, and, like, I just called it surrender. Yes. Like, my heart, and, and I could, like, I'm sitting here right. next to her because she was here with me. And this was a few months later. Right. And I could feel her whole body relax into it and like I can feel emotional right now because she was just waiting for your permission all this time and it's so beautiful right that's how much she loves you and trusts you right and that's what I meant about this little voice like I'm getting all emotional just thinking about it because you know this podcast is about conscious being a conscious leader in our lives and and really we're talking to kids about being a conscious leader in your life and like what does that word mean and it means really being like aware of the influence. And as parents, I feel like we have such powerful, impactful influence on our kids, and we don't even know how impactful we are in that background. And and so, and, and she also talks about how she considers you guys a team, mm-hmm. you know, and that she really wanted to be strong for you, and it was hard for her to be vulnerable around you and stuff. And it was just so beautiful that moment where. Because it's vulnerable as a parent to, we're trying so hard to do what's best for our kids, and you're just doing what you think is best, and of course, everyone complains about stuff. Right. If we let our kids say every time they not want to do something they complained about, they wouldn't be doing anything in the right world. Right, right. So how do we know the difference between when it's really the right thing for them and when it's our dream getting in the way of what's right for them? And a hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, two years to me, I felt like she'd really given it a, a college try. She was going to go to do something overseas, which I thought was going to be great for her. It, the program she really wanted to get into, she didn't. Then she went to a program that was super um, academic and where Lucy is unbelievably smart and street smart. Re- reading is an issue for her in terms of her eyes and teaming. So suddenly to go to a place that's going to be super, super hard academic, it's going to be basically going into the frying pan, you know? And she just said, once that happened and 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 she said, you know, I'm only going for you, I was just like, okay, well then, 
you know, we we had I had to surrender. And I had felt I could never be vulnerable with her when she was like, I'm thinking about quitting school. I could never do that. It was like I couldn't go there. I didn't want there to be a road or a pathway for her for her to quit. But, you know, once you realize, like, this isn't to be the way you want it to be, you know, in life, I always feel like when there's something that happens like this, I always think there's everything we know and then there's everything we don't know. Mm-hmm. What if ultimately her staying there, something awful would have happened? Like, I always think we don't know what we're being saved from. You know, and when the road goes this other way, we just have to assume, and that was something I got from Sonia Choquette's book, that, that there is just some reason. So I just had to assume, you know, this is some reason. So... First, Lucy was like, I really want to pursue being a PA. Well, she's worked for me. She is a natural producer. I was like, anybody in the world, this girl would get herself hired anywhere. And I was 100% going, go for it. You will be a producer in three years, you know, or you'll be managing somebody. But when she got to California, she really said, what I really want to do is act. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's been your deep love your entire life. And there's a way in which you've avoided that moment, you know, where you've where you haven't really pursued it. And it is it is what you want. So I said, you should. She said, what do you think? I said, you should 100 percent go for it. Give it all you've got. Audition for everything you can go out there and make it happen, you know, and then you'll reevaluate. Mm-hmm. How does this work? Does it work? Does it not? Because you're 21. This is not like you can't, you can do this for four years. I mean, it's not like you you could still change your mind. You can still go another way. And I always like to say Ray Kroc was 55 when he got to McDonald's. So, you know, Julia Child was 49. That's right. 49 when she started cooking. So we don't need to feel like if we haven't figured it out at 21, we're going to figure it out. You know, I'm having a career at a renaissance at 50. Mm -hmm. Nothing I planned, nothing I went for, nothing that I said I'm going to do this, but... I believe in magic, and I believe in the miracle of showing up, of giving your life 150%, you know, of really going, this is my passion, I'm going to go for it. So that would apply to my daughter, too. And we're a long line of different drummers. We are not, we're not the status quo. You know, my, she, my, she's not the status quo. Totally not. My son's a musician. He went to school for, you know, a semester. He hated it. You know, he left. You know, my dad, who was a successful man, didn't finish school. So there are... You know, there are plenty of us, myself included, who didn't finish school, you know, so it just is what it is. And, you know, sometimes it it goes the way you want it to. And my feeling is you have to be an advocate for your kids and you can't expect them not to get in there. And also you can't expect them not to make mistakes because making mistakes is a part of succeeding. That's how you get there. That's how you learn. Right. Like it's not even a mistake. It's like we can break the word part. Mistake. I didn't take this one. And so every opportunity is something to learn. Oh, I didn't like this. It's like I always compare it. I talked to Lucy about this. It's like trying on shoes. You go to the shoe store, you try on 20 pairs of shoes till you get the ones you like. And that's like life. We're not supposed to know, you know, right away. And I went through this with Robert, who is now a freshman um, at Boulder, but he took a gap year. And everybody thought it was insane for me to allow him to take a gap year. And I'm like, now, not only am I allowing him, I'm encouraging it because he didn't know what he wanted to do. He wasn't feeling super excited about going to college. He definitely knew he wanted to go to college. Like he, there was no doubt, but he couldn't make the choice. And it, it was like, it was such a struggle and there was no joy in it. And once you lose the joy, yeah. forget it. Like I was like, there's no way he's going to succeed if he goes there the way, in the mindset that he's currently in right now. And one of the things Lucy said, um, I don't know where she said, let me remember, but she was talking about that she um, lost that little part of herself. She called it her sparkle. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, and she said she was was starting to know she was feeling depressed and she was getting sick. And 
And that sparkle, that part of herself was gone. And that's when she knew um, that she really needed to make a different choice. And like her level of self-awareness is mind-blowing yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I can't take credit. It's, it's like they come in how they come in and she's, you know, she's a, she's a wise old soul for sure. She was a wise old soul. And she kept, you know, her, like you said, she's very strong. Um, but she's also so kind, you know, she doesn't like bowl you over with her strength. She has like with this giant open heart. Um, but this piece, you know, we talk a lot about self-awareness on this podcast because I think it's something that our kids are not necessarily naturally gifted with. Sure. Right. Well, and I, I was, when I was 20, I didn't have that kind of self-awareness. Well, I don't, like, I, I don't think that she didn't get any of that from you. I think that her parenting really helped guide her along this path of self-awareness and helped her tune into herself. I mean, she's very tuned into herself and very tuned into her inner knowing. And and that's, to me, that's the most important thing because on this, this whole time in college is really about learning about who we want to become in the world. Right. And, and unfolding into each moment really organically. And like you said, like I had no idea I'd be doing what I'm doing right now in the world. No college degree could have prepared me for it. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's just unfolding in a different way. Yep. And yeah, so... I kind of I want to you, you talk about we have a long line of drummers or you know mm-hmm. everyone's beating to a different drum in in the family and you said you didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of what what do you think was the part of you that wanted Lucy to go to school so much and Patrick? Well, first of all, I never went around announcing every day that I didn't finish school. So I was always careful to be a little guarding of that information with my kids because I knew it could it could ah. bite me in the behind. So maybe they knew um I I think that if you have the opportunity to study and you can study whatever you want and you could go to whatever school presumably you could get in, then I think, why wouldn't you? Why not? You know, now, why wouldn't you just have that opportunity to say, I'm going to study whatever? So I just think as a life experience, it's good to go, this is tough and I made it through it and I did all of the work and all of that. I just think, why wouldn't you? Now, if you're taking on debt to do it, I think a person has to make another decision. In this way, she wasn't going to be left with debt. So that that was, let's be honest, that was part of it. Yeah. And I, I know that it was important to her grandfather, and I really wanted my kids to have that. So it was heartbreaking for me, yeah. literally heartbreaking as a parent. But at a certain level, you have to just go, it's their life. they got to figure it out, you know. The son right now has moved into a home, and we have to let him figure it out. Like, what sheets do you want to buy? And do you do, you do this? You did that. It can't be like your mom, you know, wiping your behind all the time. You've got to get in there, and you got to figure out, who am I? What do I want? And, you know, I, I my kids went to Parker, and one of the things, like, they were in fourth grade or something, and I remember the teacher going, they should get on the bus alone. They should get on uh, public transportation. They, and it was like, wow, they should? And it allowed me to give, I gave my kids a lot of freedom. It was like, you're safe in the world. You know, I mean, guess what? And there are bad people, and there are things that happen. But I didn't teach my kids to be neither completely naive, nor did I teach them to be super fear-based. So it was like, you can go to the baseball game with a group of friends and get the tickets and walk over and do it. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, empowered them to, to, to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, knock on wood, it all worked out. It does all work no. out. And yeah, I, I like this. The, the word empower is really important to me because I think there's a difference between enabling and empowering. And so few of us as parents um, know when we're doing the enabling piece because we're so attached to our kids sure. having a perfect life experience yeah. and yeah. we don't want them to fall and hurt themselves and we don't want them to make a mistake as if there's some big giant perfect plan out there and there isn't like you said you have to surrender to whatever's 
unfolding. Right. And let it unfold in whatever way it wants to. Okay, so there's this idea of success, right? Mm-hmm. Our kids are being told success looks a certain and particular way. What do you think about success? Yeah, I don't feel that way at all. And I've always had success on my own making up what I do for a living. You know, before I did this, I, I produced workshops and events and I wasn't trained to do it, but I did it and I did it successfully. So I don't I don't have any of those things that I believe that. I, I And I think it's great to have artists. So I don't feel that way. I'm just like, go out there and create it. And I'll tell you what it does take. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of passion. It's getting up before other people and go to sleep after they do. Mm -hmm. So that to me is passion and hard work are a lot more important to me than, than, I mean, I'm not a person that's like, you should be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, my son's a music writer. Guess what? He got himself signed with a publishing company and he has a contract. He did? He does. That's you know amazing. what I'm saying? And so I've, I I believe that if Lucy wanted to manage people, she could 100% do it and be successful because she's a go-getter. Mm-hmm. You know, who would have ever dreamed I would have created an industry out of my home kitchen, you know, kitchen cooking and, and because I'm sharing recipes with friends. Never in a million years. So I'm a real believer in magic, in being a limitless being, in creating the reality that you want, in the law of attraction. So none of that scares me. And I am like, I'm excited for them, and I am like, go for it 150%. And you know what? I know that it's going to work out. And part of it working out could be there are all kinds of failures along the way. Sure, sure, sure. You know, part of the thing I say about succeeding in the kitchen is it's about making a lot of mistakes. Oh, my God, that cooking is such a perfect example. It's what it is. You know, when I make romesco sauce, guess what? I make 10 versions. I look at other people's recipes. I make up my own. I weave in and out, and I come up with something that's fantastic, but it is like, what is the heart of a Romanesco? Where does it come from? What does it mean? I mean, it's actually Romesco. Romanesco is the vegetable. Oh. That's the kind of thing I do all the time. <laughs> so um, so I think that too. And I'm excited for their journey. I mean, and for me, one of the hardest things as a parent is like when Patrick calls and he's like, oh, I'm down about this or this happened or whatever. That's It's so hard to just detach myself and say, yeah, you know, life's full of those moments. And you know that thing? It's going to happen 150 more times in your life. You know, yep. that's that's just what life is, because we grew up kind of thinking life is perfect. And if your parents like you and me and my parents, you know, we rearrange, rearrange the world so our kids don't have a moment of discomfort, which is crazy, you know, including calling the teacher to, to rearrange to get the right teacher to the craziness, the craziness that goes on. <laughs> and in and, and one of the things Lucy even talks about is um, how she's learned to be comfortable in discomfort. And it's one of the things she said she learned with the yoga mindset. I love that. And I loved that she said that. And yeah. I'm like, that is such a beautiful gift. And I'm teaching that all the time mm-hmm. on this podcast because I don't think our kids nowadays, many of our kids, it's not true of everyone. I don't want to generalize yeah. everyone all the time. But there is sort of a subset of our kids that are not learning to be resilient because we don't know how to teach them to be uncomfortable with discomfort because we can't be uncomfortable yes. with them being uncomfortable. 100%. I'm guilty as charged. And you know, I'm, it's delightful for me that my kids are out of the house because it's like I'm in a oh, new phase of parenting. And it's like, I, you know, I, some of that I can look back with wisdom now and go, that didn't really work, bringing the lunch to school every day if they forget it and being the helicopter mom, you know. I know, but in the moment you're like, oh, this is just easier. Or yes. Like, you know, you just yeah. want to. And I have to bite my tongue every time when, you know, my daughter's crying or Robert's calling me for money and at the last minute he needs something or he's not going to get what he wants or it's like, it's so hard to yeah. say no. And yeah. I know that pull in me yeah. that doesn't want them to feel disappointed. Yeah. And then I know how much I'm damaging them when I don't let them have that experience. Yes. Yeah. But it's really hard. And now Lucy signed up for what could be a more difficult path. Although what I think is interesting is 
we have this illusion that not going to college or or maybe she's just taking a, a side track, who knows, mm-hmm. is more difficult. But we don't actually, like you said earlier, we don't actually know. We don't know. We don't really know. And she is a hard worker. I could see how, how much she's willing to put in the work. She's not resting on her laurels yeah. yes, by any absolutely. means whatsoever. Right. Deep breath. <laughs> yes. there, there was one thing you said to her that I, I took a note, and I'm trying to find what you said to her. Um, she said that you said to her, ah, Lucy said that you, um, when she told you finally that she was ready to leave, um, she said you took a moment, you took some time to process, and then you came back to her and you said, if you do want to leave, I know that there would be nobody that would be more successful than you. Like, that was such a gift. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because it's like we've never even talked about it. So it's so sweet that that's the way she took it in. And, yeah, I believe in her. I mean, I believe in her. My parents really believed in me. It's the biggest gift in the world to believe in your kids, to really believe in them and to know that they can do it is um, there's just no greater gift. My parents gave it to me, and it's a pleasure to give it to my kids. Yeah, and I, I could see that you really did give it to her. And the same way that your words impacted her on the way into school, I could see how those words are impacting her on the rest of her life mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. And so I just want to honor Thank you. the journey you've um, you've had with her, and Thank you. I'm excited to see who she becomes. Yeah, me too. I have always said that about Lucy. We cannot wait to see where this journey takes you. And I can't wait. You know, it's so fun to watch from the sidelines. It and is. And this kind of parenting, it's different now because it's like, you know, when they're little, it's all like you're burrow inward in their life and you're doing and making every meal and making every snack. And then your job is to really is to let go. And I mean, you're, you know, so that you're not there everything, you know, so that they go and they have their friends and they have their life and they... And they figure it out. And we're very close. And I just recently went and saw her. And we, we had a, oh, a, two nights at her house and two nights at my son's house. Um, and we're, we're definitely close. But it's like part of her journey is to you know figure this out. And here's the sad thing. If your child isn't able to leave home and they aren't able to be independent, that is, that's really much harder. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to celebrate that. And then my thing is I have to make my life really full. Yeah. I got a lot going on. You know, I'm, I, I'm not sitting around just missing everybody. I am living a full life, having a great time, and working hard. And Patrick will call and be like, it's so odd you're not available when we try to reach you. It's like, yeah, I got a lot going on. Do you yeah. consider yourself successful? I do. I mean, I'm a success story of somebody that, that you know, didn't plan to do what I'm doing and wound up in this fabulous chapter. And, I mean, a lot of magic and miracles lined up on my behalf. Um this sort of started with the dream of, oh, I want, I, got, I need a little more in my life. So I, I consider, like, this has been just a real gravy train fun journey, and I'm having a good time. I kind of think that's what it's all about. Right. And I really, really, really believe in my heart of hearts that if we continue to teach our kids to follow their dreams and passions and do the things they really love, they, they're inevitably, inevitably going to be successful. Yes. Just mm-hmm. like you're, you right. are. Right. Because... You know, Success is made up of love and joy. Yes. And everything else follows. Yep. So thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, thanks for so being much for here. having me. Really, really. I'm going to give you a big hug. I love that. It. That was really fun to talk with you. And yeah. Yeah, Lucy is such a chip off the old block. I mean, she keeps, t- she talks about magic and miracles all the time. I love that. Like, the impact we have on our kids to me is so profound. Really, really is. 
You know, listening to Terry helped me remember and remind me as a parent that what I say to my kids really matters. It has an impact. It 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 resonates with them on some level and the things that we say positive and or negative they live within our kids um, sometimes for years to come and I know that I can think back to things that my parents said to me um, consciously or unconsciously you know not necessarily well or ill well intended but things that they said that had an impression on me they matter and so it's my job as a parent to get crystal clear about my own agenda and how that has the potential to support my kids in finding their authentic path or or getting in their way. So this big idea of letting go, of trusting and surrendering, it's really what it means to be a conscious parent and truly um, the key to success in my mind. And I'm remembering it's just not always that easy. So I, for one, got a sweet reminder of the power of surrender, letting go, and trusting this parenting journey that we're on with each one of our kids who's such a great gift to us in, in our learning, in our journey. So sometimes we just need to let our kids take the lead and let go of our dreams so that they can follow their dreams. And I also saw this quote from Terry um, that we'll close with today. And she was asked in an interview, what advice would you give to a young person just starting out? And I love this. She says, I would say the universe is limitless. Follow your passion and nothing is as good as hard work. It's like the combination of following your passion and then really matching it with hard work. I think it's important to get up in the morning and like what you do. And I, for one, couldn't agree more. All right, thanks again so much for tuning into this episode. And for anyone who wants a safe, judgment-free place to self-reflect, uh, play with building your self-awareness muscle, learning to listen to that still, small voice inside, and feel more empowered and present. I host live weekly group coaching calls every week to practice learning together how to be more self-aware. And you'll learn tools to not compare yourself to others and ways to support you in dropping your fears. So ultimately you can be free to be yourself. Calls are Thursdays, 45 central time. We meet on a video platform called Zoom and you can join from your phone or your computer. You can drop in any time and your first time is free. So. For more information, click the link below or reach out to me at annemarie at bringithome.me. Oh, and if you haven't already, I'd really love it if you'd follow us on Instagram at university.u, Facebook at university, and Twitter at universityu. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. 